Chapter 5. The MQ Strategy You cannot have a strategy if you have not set a goal. The very first step in creating an MQ strategy is to decide which magic quadrants you're going to target. If you are already positioned in a magic quadrant, this step is easy, unless you want to attempt to move to a different MQ or, the hardest task of all, see a new magic quadrant created. Let's get that one out of the way now. While it's possible to wield your influence to get a new MQ or to redefine an existing one, there are almost insurmountable barriers to doing so. The biggest barrier is the analyst. I already described how much work goes into creating and maintaining a magic quadrant. Many analysts are brought to tears at the very thought of adding to their burden. They are well-versed on pushing back at vendors who always, in the analyst's mind, want to create a category with themselves as the sole provider. This is a non-starter. Only after an analyst sees a market develop, a market for late adapters, don't forget, will they begin to contemplate a new MQ. Your best option is to target a junior analyst who may not have an MQ to his or her name yet. They need to make their mark in the world and are more willing to cover an emerging space. The first indication that a new MQ is in the works is the Market Scope Research Note. This has all the appearance of a magic quadrant, without the quadrant graphic, and there is no commitment to maintaining it year after year. Set your expectations at about two years to see a market scope created. If the space is developing rapidly, that could turn into an MQ within an additional six months, but more likely a year. Now, onto the more traditional scope of an existing MQ. If you're not on a magic quadrant, you must pick one, which is usually an easy task. It's the one that contains all of your competitors. If possible, see if you can obtain the most recent questionnaire that was used to gather the inputs for your magic quadrant. Of course, this is a proprietary document that may be hard to get. I suggest asking the analyst. It can't hurt to ask. And at the very least, the analyst may share the key criteria with you over the phone. It's easier to obtain historical copies of the magic quadrants going back several years. The leaders often make them available on their websites. They had to pay Gartner for the right to do that. Get them and study them. The document explains the key criteria. From reviewing the historical research notes, you'll be able to see how the industry and Gartner's perception of it has changed over the years. The next step is to take an honest look at your company and your products. If you were creating this MQ, where would you position your company? And don't answer, to the right and above every vendor on it. Analysts can miss a vendor, especially if they are in a non-English-speaking region like China but it's extremely unlikely that they miss a vendor that belongs in the leader's quadrant. Analysts can certainly be blind to your presence or impact on your space, especially if you do not yet sell to the global 10,000. But that is what we are addressing with the strategy. Make an honest assessment. Create a chart of the key criteria that the analyst has explicitly defined in the MQ. Add your estimates of the revenue, number of employees, number of deployments, partnerships, etc. for each of the vendors in the MQ. Line your own company up with that competitive analysis, something you probably should have done already, and see where you fall. Look at your closest competitor in the MQ. If you can make the case that you have more revenue, customer wins, and global presence, as well as a better product, you can target getting to at least the level of that competitor. 
If you execute on your strategy, you should be able to get there in a couple of cycles of the Magic Quadrant. This is the strategy for getting your first placement on the Magic Quadrant. Longer term, you should have a strategy for getting to the optimum position in the MQ. Most vendors and their investors or stockholders would say the goal is to be the furthest up and to the right in the leader's quadrant. But that's not always the case. If you have made the decision to only address a niche market, such as education, government, or southeast Michigan, your target may be the furthest up and to the right in the niche quadrant. You know your company's growth targets. You have estimates of revenue and other key factors for the other participants in the MQ. Line them up. You should be able to plot positions in the MQ that match your growth trajectory. Don't forget that the magic quadrant is really a moving snapshot of a space. Most IT sectors are growing at a good pace. If the MQs had fixed criteria, over time every healthy vendor would move up and to the right until they were all bunched together in the upper right-hand corner. But the MQ is a snapshot of the relative position of all the vendors in relation to each other. Do not assume that your competitors are going to stand still. Competition is a race, after all. Your strategy should be to give yourself every advantage in that race by positioning yourself ahead of where your completely objective position should be. You do that by following the guidance in this book. Now you have a goal. Put a blown-up printout of the MQ on your wall and push a pin in where you belong in 12 months and then more pins for each expected MQ until you reach your end goal of the optimal position. Now develop a plan to influence each tier of the influence pyramid. Assign responsibility for each action item in the plan. Obtain the resources to implement and track each step of the plan.